Hey there listeners, it's Mary Elena from the future. I'm just checking in on you and letting you know that this week we have a pre-recorded podcast as well as a new introduction. So enjoy the introduction, enjoy the show, and we'll be back in two weeks. Hello, you are listening to En Her Element podcast, featuring Marielena Marroquin and Leo Cadia Chuafe. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Marielena Marroquin, and Leo Cadia is not here. But um, most of you know how to read, so you already know the title of this podcast. Um, but I am joined with a very special guest, um, Darren Beckham. Darren. Good to be with you guys. Uh, we decided, or Leia and Marilena decided that maybe we'd get a different result if Leia was not here. And uh, Marilena got to just ask these unfiltered questions and we just got to spend time. And frankly, I've only been in the same space with Marilena a handful of times. And so we are frankly still getting to know each other. Yeah. And so I'm excited by the opportunity to parachute in on uh, my girlfriend and her friend's project and just share about perspectives and use the opportunity to get to know Marilena and the friends of this podcast. So Yeah, it's so funny. For all of you who are playing your drinking game, get ready to get sloshed. <laughs> I don't know about the drinking well, game, but we, we've got like, coffee. We can join we, in, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we can. Um, but there's some fans that um, have a drinking game with Leo Cadilla every time she mentions her boyfriend. Yeah, or, is this... Does it count if she doesn't mention it? Like I, I, I don't, don't I don't play the rules. I just I don't I don't make up the rules. That's I just right. play the game. So good luck, everybody. Make you know moral choices about your alcohol <laughs> consumption, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Enjoy drink it at home. Drink it at, drink home. It at home. That's right. Why, I mean, Cancel your plans if you're going to drink too much. All right. So peace no. uh, for for the record, we don't endorse uh, <laughs> no. the drinking game. <laughs> that's that's other people. But um, we definitely. So yeah. So like you said, we um, this is like. I think the second time that you've been in my home mm-hmm. and the third time I think that we've had the pe- pleasure of being in each other's company. Um, that was my account. Yeah, but I think all those times were very, uh, I think they were nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that we have enough um, inside jokes to be, you know, weapons of some kind of destruction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> I know. I thought that was right where my mind went. Absolutely. You have to explain what that is. <laughs> uh, so first time at Marielena's house with Leia Kajio was a party that you were throwing. Uh-huh. So there was multiple people. What was the occasion? I don't recall. It's terrible. my 29th birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> now I see the banners on the walls. <laughs> like, or not up now, but in my mind. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, we played a game. Don't recall the title of it. It's called Incoherent. Incoherent. And it's like transforms phrases in the popular culture into like syllables spelled very differently. Yeah. And so you have to say them out loud to your team and your team has to ascertain. You don't know the reader. Yeah, the reader doesn't are. know. Neither does. Actually, I suppose you could. You could keep reading on the back of the card. But. People have to guess from the sounds yeah. what you're saying, what words fit together with those sounds. Um, and 
I surprised everybody with what I knew. I, I'm not saying I was top, uh, you know. No, scorer. I won. You I won. won. I won the game. I only That's picked. Right. <clears throat> I only picked games I was good at because it was my birthday. As is your right. Uh, so <laughs> I. Uh, but I, I held my own surprisingly well on a few different ones, including, I don't remember her name. I don't I even knew, know her name. But she was a guest on Dr. Phil and the the Cash Me Outside. Okay. How about that? Cash Me Outside, how about that? And um, When I heard those words come out of your mouth, I was like. Everyone, it was a head scratcher. It was like <laughs> pregnant, or like, no, well, one nobody knew what it was. And then I was like, I got it. I performed the line from the girl. And everybody's jaw drops. This guy. This guy. Um, Who brought that guy? Who brought that guy who knew? And I don't watch Dr. Phil, but, you know, (laughs) apparently just internet culture had brought that to my doorstep. But it was in your brain somewhere. Yeah. And and there were things that were said in that game that I should have known before that. Yeah. Like there was a lot of ones about uh, some kind of recreational smoking things. Yeah. Yeah. That I got right. Not that I do that. I don't. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I let some get by me that surprised me. and then, But that one I knew. Yeah. And, and that was, uh, we kept coming back to that that night. How did you know that? And uh, Yeah, it was a good it one. Was it was a good one. one. Well, that was, that was the first time. <laughs> so and it left an impression. It was great. It was a good impression. And then the second time, do you remember the second time? Remind me. So the second time was actually Leo Kidia's birthday. Leo Kidia's birthday is in October. So about two months after mine. And I have an addiction to coffee. We're both drinking coffee right now. Cheers. Right now. Cheers. <laughs> I hope we didn't bring <laughs> didn't my mug. Crack we didn't crack my mug. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm addicted to caffeine. Uh, I have a little bit of a migraine right now. Um, and that helped or hurt by caffeine? Oh, it, it, it helps. Um, if I don't talk. have caffeine, I usually have like even worse headaches. But Well, if we have to pause and brew another cup, we can. We can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but we, I was at Leo Kadia's birthday party that started at a god-awful hour. So we are both significantly older than your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I know my bedtime's on a clock. I don't know about you. Yeah. What did- it varies, really. But uh, that nine, 9 and 10 is when I should be going to bed, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I'm very religious about that because I know that I'm a cranky brat um, when I don't have my good sleep. So I... I think the party started at nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like way past my bedtime. Yeah. So absolutely. I get there and I'm cranky <laughs> and I'm like, where's the coffee? And she's like, I don't drink coffee. That's right. As and if the cares of our lives don't rank in, you know, she, her attention was entirely somewhere else and it was fine. You know, I don't blame her for that. And, uh, I wanted my coffee. and you were brave. I suppose I usually just suffer through if it's at a certain point of night and I'm tired because it will absolutely keep me up. So it's like, I'd rather be tired now and sleeping later than, but. But I I'd rather it. be up it. and celebrate my friend with all of her friends that I'd That's never right. met before. I'd never met any of those friends. Same. A lot of new faces for me. Right. So we decide to go through Stranger's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Well, not, she's not a stranger to us, but she has two roommates who kind of are. Yeah. Strangers. And I feel like those guys are in the kitchen more than she is. Oh, yeah. She's so. Gosh, I love her. Her domain. Not, Not her domain. I mean, their domain. Yeah. She, I, I love her, but kitchen, I mean, yeah. she's got other strains. So I hope you know how to cook. We go out to eat. And yeah, I cook <laughs> for her when she comes to Topeka. Right. 
I cook for her when she comes to my house. Perfect. We have things in common. That's right. Um, so we're we're rummaging and we find something that resembles coffee. Maybe a roommate even said it was coffee. And I think a roommate said it was coffee. So then you are a stud of a man and you start brewing this. We're going to call it coffee for now. Something was wrong. With it. it was the wrong shade. So was, I was like, okay, he says it's coffee. So I'm going to go with it. And I, we're, we're both, we both have made coffee enough times to realize this probably isn't coffee. You see it coming out. It it's was not the right what color. What color yeah. was it, Darren? It was, it was red. Yeah, it was. And it was you know dark, what? I tried red. it. Uh-huh. Did you try it? I was not brave enough. I tried it and I was like, <laughs> I can't believe I put this in my mouth. And then, and then we actually found the coffee. We found the coffee grounds and I ground the coffee. And then we kept offering it to guests, uh, and they were pleased because they had not been offered coffee. There were several takers after. There you. were several takers. I mean, coffee is always is. It's a part of life for some coffee, people. Coffee, coffee um, is actually part of my DNA. <laughs> At this point, I I believe it is like yep. more than the mRNA vaccine that I took. That's right. Coffee is probably what's going to change. That's some history and, and mutate. Yeah. Uh, my DNA. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm averaging. Three cups a day. That's that's how I get through it. You know. Dang man, three cups a day. But no like more. Like three, like three eight ounce cups, or like so, three mugs, because this is important. Yeah. People, this is really important. <laughs> you know, it really varies, but uh, I've got a large cup in the morning, and I usually finish it. Um, so that's probably a good 12, 16 ounces. But then my cup that I move to in the office usually smaller, but. <laughs> There's the, the early morning, the mid-morning, and the early afternoon. Is it weaker? I don't shoot for weaker, no. No? Okay. Because, like, Puerto Rican-style coffee, your strongest coffee is in the morning. Yeah. And then, like, you'll have cafe con leche, which is just coffee with milk. Right. By this time, that's what we're having right now. We're I do always milk. cut it with milk. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's I mean, you make good choices. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like to enjoy my coffee, not just get through it. Sometimes, there was a time in my life where I was drinking my coffee black. But that's because I was fasting for something. Yeah, that's when I do it. Like yeah. two. Exodus yeah. 90, a lot of black coffee. Yeah. But, you know, not by choice. Yeah, no, not not my choice at all. Okay. So I've got some notes that I scribbled down just before we started um, chit chatting here. And we've already covered that you are dating Leocadia. Um, so it's really funny because, like, my best friend is not here, so I could kind of like ask you whatever and just put it on the podcast. But well, I'm this not... is new. We haven't had one-on-one no. -on -one time. We've never had one-on-one -on -one time. And in fact, I didn't know she was coming tonight. I yeah. thought we were going to pick her up later for dinner. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> we were we were discussing that, and she's she's in the vicinity. She is for our she's, listeners. She's walking my dog. She's walking her nephew, which she's not a dog person. Yeah, she'll tell us about it. Afterwards. She'll tell us how much she hated it afterwards. I think they'll both be alive when we're done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They might have even bonded, but it will be because they faced adversity together. <laughs> or she faced adversity and he was crazy. Well, In the he best was, way. He was just like, ah, I'm free! Absolutely. You know? Very high energy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a puppy. Absolutely. It's not like your dog. An old man. He, yes. For sure. And your dog was really mean to my dog. It's true. He is not a dog person. He's a people person. He's a people dog? He's a people dog. He does not like... Uh, to Every dog I've had him interact with at this point, I used to be like, maybe it was just that other dog had too much energy. No, I think it's all dogs. 
Yeah, yeah. He and Jersey was very confused because like Toby was here because everyone is welcome. Every every being is welcome that's in my home. How it happened? I was gonna. We were come, gonna come do birthday and yeah. maybe do something else afterwards. So it's gonna be a long enough time. I didn't want to leave Toby. Toby, the Jack Russell, who's nine. Um, yeah. So Toby, I was like. Is it all right? Toby comes. Everyone's like, yeah, that's fine. It was pretty rough. It was because Toby was mean to Jersey and Jersey was like, yo, this is my house. Doe. That's right. And then the Jack Russell was like taking over the couch, which is a big couch because I have a big dog. Um, And Jersey was just very confused. He's like, Jack Russell mean. Yeah. Like, that's probably what my dog would say had had he been given the ability to speech. (laughs) Yeah. So So. he's at home today. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't He's know. always welcome here. Yeah. We just have to separate him. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So you're <laughs> dating Leah Kadia. How long have you guys been dating again? So we started seeing each other in the flesh uh, in May. Oh, in the flesh. What That's do you right. mean? So, you know, pandemic times, we actually met online um, and just started chatting and found out we had all these mutual interests. So we were talking for a while and I really don't remember if it was, like, I don't remember a specific decision about... Uh, us opening up or relaxing some kind of COVID requirement, but I assume there was some reason that we were like, time to start meeting, uh, and so we did. So I don't recall our first conversation, but I want to say it was several months before we finally met up. Really? In May. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So, you know, pretty light and casual conversation, but like it was sustained. And so it's like, okay, this is sticking around. We're finding like we're going deeper. We're able to talk about, we're interested in keeping talking about more mm-hmm. parts of our lives that like maybe overlap or are related uh kind of i think the first thing that i noticed about her was uh politics and what she what she studied what she uh does for work yeah Um, so that was a commonality but i think the 21st of may is when we mark the beginning the that's the anniversary date of of dating the anniversary date i don't think i have an anniversary date with my significant other and is it fair because like that was the first time we met? Like was that when we decided I don't know. we were dating? It's, it's all so, like a It's so weird. Like it doesn't we're adults. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're adults. I remember the first date I went on with Edward, and then I just used his name. I've never used his name on the podcast. I think mine was dropped accidentally. Yours was accidentally. It was. It was So I won't say it's fair, but it seems fair. You know. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. No, it was um but la- the first time. I when I, I do remember the first time I did, I went on a date with my significant other, but, um, but yeah. So okay, so May and so, you guys are still dating. It's like, what is it now? January, February. It's right on the cusp. Where, last few days in January. Mm-hmm. So, so like, what? So okay, so, you mentioned online dating. Mm-hmm. Um, had you online dated before? You know, a bit. Yeah. Um, just in that, like, last year, I had been in a relationship for a good long time and then stopped, or we, we had broken up and then I was just kind of hanging out. Pandemic times, it was very busy, um, despite not being in the office as much in the world of politics. There was a lot of campaigning going on. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, when I was talking to Lekajia, I was in the busy season of work. So, but I guess I'm just trying to, in my head, recall what was going on, you know, just not a lot of meeting of new people. Yeah. Uh, so it was the opportunity to get out there and, and find people who were looking for the same thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you. no, you're fine. You're fine. Do you need a second? 
Sure. Okay, well, um, sorry for the pause, y'all. This was zero time for you guys. But uh, so we're talking about online dating and you're talking about having common interests. Um, yeah, so, um, and just having a, a t I guess, the opportunity to meet new people in a different space. Yeah, just uh, with the pandemic going on, there wasn't a lot of parties being thrown or opportunities to meet new humans. So mm -hmm. really just calling and Zooming with people you knew or whatever. Um, yeah, so we met and you know, there are several things that I noticed about Laikajia. Um, I'm trying to think what, her picture of her profile uh, and oh, what was beautiful. listed. Yeah, no, so she's good looking. Uh, she was smiling real big. That was, uh, you know, the first thing I noticed. She does smile a lot. Um, she was out in front of the Nelson Atkins Art Museum. Wait, was that? Um, I think she has like a, a mimosa in her hand or something. That was with me. Okay. I so, took that picture. She should picture. give me photo credit for she that should. picture. That's right. So uh, thank you. And it was like, okay, she... Uh, she smiles and laughs. She likes art, which is, you know, one of my favorite pastimes, I would say. Just like there's something special about going to a museum. And I like the Nelson Atkins. Um, and then studied in, in D.C., works in politics. So it was like, we're going to have plenty to talk about. Um, so, and that's uh, what caught my attention, I suppose. Yeah. And then started talking from there. I'm so happy that it's the picture from that day because... You don't know this, but I'm going to share with you. That day was really hard for, for Leo Kadia. She was in a really bad space um, when you saw her seemingly mm -hmm. smiling in that picture. Um, and I was like, excuse my French, fuck this. I'm going to take her out on a date. And so I did. I have a picnic basket. It's an actual picnic basket <clears throat> with like picnic basket cutlery and like mimosa like glasses and plates and napkins like it's a deal mm -hmm. um, I got it for my birthday because I asked for it. I was like that's what I want um and so I came with cheese and wine and bread and well you know I like to I'm a host I like to welcome people into my home um but that day was really great because like I could see her like starting to get on the upswing of um, the bad relationship she had just come out of. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm glad that in a moment where I saw somebody that I love um, recovering her strength, I'm glad that you were able to see her beauty even when she was not one of the best times. Yeah. And I think she would even share with you like that was a pretty rough, rough time for her. Mm -hmm. um, there's a picture of us that you don't know about, but I'll show you later of us like frolicking in the wind at the Nelson Atkins. So I'm glad that you, that you love that picture of her. It's a symbolic, you know, turning away from what was before and because yeah. she chose to put it on a dating profile. right? Yeah. So like that was, that was a moment for her too, obviously to read into that. No, for sure. Yeah. And so, um, I know one thing about you that is similar to a lot of the friends that I had in college was that you were in a Catholic seminary, mm -hmm. um, kind of switching gears, kind of going back from before you tried online dating. I don't know how long it was before um, you started dating again that you left the seminary. So I know that that's something that happened, but I don't know much about, about it other than that. So, um, yeah, how does one... Um, 
I had I have two friends later on in the season on the podcast who are also in the seminary and are now married. Um, one of them is married to a man, and one of them is married to a beautiful woman, and they have their first child. So very different, <laughs> very different even than from when we were in school. Um, I never thought that they would be the ones that were married, um, yeah. let alone me not be married uh, close to my 30s. So, um, but, uh, so yeah, what is, what is it like discerning, like, or for some people don't know what a seminary is. So why don't we start there? What's a seminary? Yeah. Uh, so seminary, there's a, several different forms I can take, I guess. So my, my time was spent in a Catholic seminary. Um, but, uh, I, a fun fact, I was, I was born to my parents when my dad was in Protestant seminary. Uh, so the thing that led to pursuing or feeling called to the Catholic priesthood was converting to Catholicism. Um, but it, it, there are a lot of different kinds of seminary. And I feel like when that subject comes up in my conversations with people, you know, people know people who went to seminary. It's, it's not that far away from, uh, people's lives, especially if they, you know, raised in the church or, or most of our Catholic did. friends, like and we talk about vocations absolutely. to the priesthood and religious life. That's right. Way more than we talk about other, other, other vocations, but we yeah. talk about that very, very, um, very openly, right. I think, in our in in our Catholic faith. Yeah, and for sure, if you're if you're especially if you're involved in the church through ministries or uh, you know intentional faith groups like young adults groups, that's what you're hearing about uh, from time to time. So, um, was not planning on going to seminary growing up. I didn't want to be uh, a pastor in the Protestant world. Um, through college years, I found the Catholic Church and felt like the Lord was leading me there. So I was wrapping up my undergraduate program at Wichita State when um, and had converted to Catholicism in late college. And, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So we'll have to talk about that in another time. It's a whole just, yeah. Just me and you. It's one of those chapters. But uh, the decision to go to seminary came up in my heart that last year of college. So I was actively applying to law school, uh, Why? thinking that's what I was going to do. Right. <laughs> that's I something, to be we, have, that's, that's something <laughs> yeah. we have in common. That's right. Is that we both have seriously considered law school Absolutely. multiple times, I think. So there's something wrong with both of us that yeah, we share. You know? I mean, most, yes. Mostly. Here I, it's still in the it, back of my head. Me too. Yeah, me too. It. I already have like contingency plans. So that's a good way of putting it. Right. Uh, so, but, um, with, prayerful discernment with my pastor at the the Catholic Student Center at Wichita State and just you know trying to listen to my own heart as I as I was coming to a moment of change you know at the end of an undergraduate program and uh, so going to seminary what is seminary uh, was a question that was on my mind then um, and I think maybe the best simplest explanation was the, the seminary that I received secondhand from a priest of Wichita is that the seminary is like a uh, greenhouse for people. Um, it's uncomfortable. It's hum- humid. It's hot. Um, bright light sometimes. Sometimes absolute darkness. It's very regimented. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the point, the purpose of it, uh, yeah, there's an academic component. You could compare it to going to school or graduate school. But the more important part of it is encountering yourself mm. and um, 
being called to self-possession, um, being called to like know myself so that I can um, give myself to the Lord and what his plans for my life might be so that I can uh, hear the call of, of the Lord and of the church if that uh, is the Lord's will. So it was a process of slowing down, of, of becoming quiet, learning to pray. Um, so I was in seminary, like the institution for three years and the fourth year uh, still in a program of formation was spent um, on internship in a parish in Wichita. So lived with the priests there and uh, did as much as a, a lay person aiming for the, the priesthood could do in a church. So um, four years spent it, walking down that road about halfway through the process. Mm -hmm. Did you become an acolyte? Uh, I was, yeah, I'm an acolyte in the church. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I was officially installed as a lector. I don't remember, but uh, yes. It's usually acolyte. right after, right? The, yeah, it's usually a year yeah. after. Um, I have, I guess, many friends that are priests mm -hmm. because I went to school with so many seminarians. Right. Cool. So I, I had the, the opportunity of spending time with my friend, Father Josh Nevitt, who actually reached out to me recently. Um, and I was there when he became an acolyte um, at the NAC. Mm -hmm. wow. And yeah, yeah. Um, and I've had several friends who've studied at the NAC and mm -hmm. um, the Pontifical University of North America, correct? Yeah. The NAC, yeah. So. North American College. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's really cool. Yeah. So how does walking in this this path of self-discovery and walking in this path of like, I hear this voice, this higher calling, um, how does that like translate to one, wanting to be in a relationship and then two, continuing to to be in a sustained serious relationship with someone yeah uh i think that's maybe the like lesson the main lesson in seminary is that that listening that discerning um because i think a lot of people and i know i sure did at the beginning of the process was like i'm supposed to be a priest and i know it and so i'm uh i'm, I'm here doing this thing there were, wasn't a lot of reflection in mm. that um so learning to slow down learning that discernment is receiving something mm. and and so like you are in the position of an active listener mm -hmm. an active receiver um which is beginning to suggest there might be a conversation going on in prayer mm -hmm. um not just a talking at so or or just the silencing either like the silence is with the expectation of being spoken to so the leaving of seminary and and like recognizing that i don't have the peace of heart to to continue to take that seriously after a period of reflection and, and getting a lot of feedback from my formators um that skill translates then to uh asking all right lord then you know what's if next? it wasn't that yeah. what's next and so entering into uh you know this okay i you know i've checked one off one one uh state of being one way of living in love and uh now i'm going to go look for some others after you know some some of life had calmed down and you know leaving seminary is pretty uh like all-encompassing it touches a lot of parts of your life yeah um it's like being in a graduate program it's like agreeing to uh be a long time or forever 
you know, laborer or worker in a place and it's like uh, getting engaged and, and heading towards marriage, it, you know, it touches all those layers of existence. Mm-hmm. And so leaving is like, okay, I've got yeah. a really uh, clean slate and I'm, and I'm starting with very little to go off of. So um, very disruptive, frankly. Yeah. Very For you, was it more of a sense of failure or, or was it a sense of like a grieving process of knowing that like, this is it like because I can see it being like shit like I thought I was going to do something and I thought that I said yes to this and then this was like kind of taken away from me um or was there peace like or was it a little bit of both right you know um I think in that process there was definitely grieving it was definitely loss Mm. um having a plan and then not having a plan yeah uh loving it genuinely Mm. Uh, knowing that it was a, a good and beautiful thing uh, that right now indications are I'm not supposed to continue. Um, so there's definitely loss. But, you know, I think um, if I remember a moment in prayer towards the end of that time in seminary, recognizing that uh, this is very painful and I feel like I'm having this taken from me, but um I felt like I was invited to like experience that pain inside of Mary's own heart. Mm -hmm. Um, and that she was going to encompass all of those questions, all of that, uh, you know, blindness, all the darkness that I felt like I was in just not knowing, uh, not seeing a path. Um, and so it's like, if there was peace, it was from the recognition that, you know, it was all in hand that Mary Mm -hmm. knew what she was doing. Um, and that, these narratives would get tied into a future story that I don't know yet. Um, So just learning a little bit of uh, what's the word like dispossession or um, surrender, surrender to the Lord's will. And, and so like in the small tiny ways that my conscious awareness offered me the the choice to surrender, I felt peace. Um, So that wasn't the, the, strongest impulse but that was like the promise that we have as believers that it will make sense yeah um somewhere it's part of of having faith yeah is not imposing ourselves yeah that's really beautiful i think that that um that experience has given you a, a like a capability of a discerning heart and what that means and what that looks like um, just a, a point of clarification for our listeners who aren't Catholic. Yeah. Um, when we talk about Mary, um, we honor Mary in, in the Catholic um, tradition. And uh, we really find, we ask her to help us really understand the Lord's will. So that's when you talk about Mary. I just want people to make sure that it's not me. It's it's Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, and she, she gives us guidance and wisdom. Um, so that's really beautiful that you could take hold of her. Um, that's really great. So, okay. So we've got a couple more minutes here because we have dinner reservations <laughs> and yep. Leo Cadilla made us late. We could just, it's, it, it's her fault. Hair and makeup. Um, she, but she could have started 40 minutes earlier. Planning. Yeah, uh, absolutely. She could have, to- <clears throat> she could have started 40 minutes earlier. That's, you know, I've, I've had that thought for many, I remember I'm, the oldest, I have a younger sister, uh-huh. and uh, I drove her to school after I could drive, and I always try to help her think about 
uh, you know, okay, we have this much time before we have to leave. So, you know, were you planning on an updo today? Where were you like, yeah. maybe we should scale back this, that, or the other thing. And girls, I've just recognized overall, don't like thinking critically about their routine. They That's kind of not just, true at all. Uh, well, they Excuse think, no, no, no. me. Sorry. They don't want to be made to think critically or argue or be open to criticism from outside about their routine. Mm. I, I think inside they've got a plan. You don't go messing with it. Not your brother. You don't know. Not your boyfriend. And maybe uh, not I, other people's plans. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm very much <laughs> like, I don't like making a slate. And I think that it's probably part of my trauma. So She'll say I'm late all the time. It's because I'm always with her, and mm -hmm. she's always late. Yeah, she doesn't edit this, this before like, it comes out. Right, it's, I do. I do the it's editing. It's only fair because you know I learn things from the podcast sometimes, so I, I like this <laughs> turnabout. But you know, uh, isn't it funny that we're different like that and agreed? Is it like this is a part of our relationship? Is just dealing with how we're going to be other late. Is yeah, sometimes <laughs> and uh, yeah. Anyway. No, that's that's beautiful. I'm loving. Okay, so you guys can't see his face, but like you can tell that like he really has this place um, in his heart for Leocadia because even this thing that annoys us annoys me about her. I don't know if it annoys you. A lot of women in my life have been like this, as in <laughs> people in my family. Yeah, that I'm just like they're crazy and they ruin my my plans. And frankly, I think as a personality, I probably would be running late, like in my life. But I think I made a conscious Me too. choice a long time yeah. ago to not be like that. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Okay, good. So this is the same way that this is why, like, yeah. I'm never late because I'm like, my mother was notorious for being late. Yeah, and it really hurt me. Like, it gives it gives me anxiety. Like, talking about being late gives me anxiety. I have I have an Apple Watch, which. Like it's not a flex as much as someone gave me my first one and I was hooked ever after. And I love. I, I bought my first Apple Watch. My it, and it's beautiful. Uh, I'm a big Apple fan. Like me too. Like and I like we go way back. Uh, in our sorry <laughs> oh, in, in our relationship, is, one of the most true. Yeah, me too. One of the most contentious <laughs> things is that Leica thinks that Apple is bad. Yeah, she reason. has an Android. And I think it's just to mess with the rest of us. Anyway, but my Apple Watch face tells me my next appointment. Always, and yeah. I'm just like, I do what it says, and I put in. I put it, in do you have dinner? I have dinner. Oh, I have dinner. Yeah, dinner at I four. I have dinner. I had this appointment yeah. or this interview. Yeah, scheduled. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, and Man, I'm not. We, and I'm she not telling needs people no. like us and in her life. I will say, in fairness, I do this because I don't want to be like that. She thinks way farther in advance than I do. I don't make my plans more than a week out. Usually. This is true. I've this heard. I've heard. Between. I've heard. I've heard stories <laughs> about this. This, Good. This, uh, but isn't this it just different. funny how different we all are and how you just got to make it work if you're going to be mm -hmm. friends with or, or in a relationship with other yeah. humans because we're messy. Yeah. And uh, the way we always do things might not actually be normal or good to other people. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I mean that right back at me. Right. For no, sure. for sure. Like, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm a mess of a human, so I totally get it. Like, you have to remind me before we go to, to blow out all the candles that are burning in the house because I'll forget. Um. So yeah, so okay, we've we've talked about kind of like your past and kind of how you got here, where you are, and we've talked about things that kind of annoy us about um, this woman who's brought us together. Because I wouldn't know you if you weren't dating my best friend. Uh, I've been to the restaurant we're going to, by the way. Wait, why? I, I didn't get to tell you this yet. Uh, it was a work meeting. Oh, really? Yeah. I work there at that restaurant. Yeah. So we've been in the same place before, but I think we had, I had been here before that. Oh, okay. But it was kind of a weird, like, I would have been in the same place had I not known you. Yeah. 
Who knows? Anywho. Who knows? This is crazy. It's crazy. But here's life surprising us. So, real quick, two things to close us out. One, what's one thing that you find most endearing about Leocadia? You know, she is very um, heart-directed. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I like... I feel like I'm improvisational, but it's up here. It's it's head level, and she uh, is kind of opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So I find it again endearing. I find it surprising. Mm-hmm. I find it compelling and attractive. Uh, also very different, and sometimes it like has its cons too. That I'm like I would I would never do it that way on some things. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> the difference is I think the most intriguing. It's thing. it's funny because she's one of my best friends, and here I am like mm-hmm, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So. So that, but it's it's intense uh, and uh, authentic, and, and so I, I yeah, really like that. Yeah, that's good. And then um, now that you've known her for six months, how you six months ish? Ish. Yeah. Um, what's one thing that you would like if you had a time machine? Yeah. And you go in the past to just before May or April before you knew Leocadia, what's like one word of advice that you would give past you on, hmm. on your relationship with, uh, Leocadia? Uh, you know, I think I've just been telling myself this. And so I don't remember, I think it's probably through a conversation with a friend, but, uh, just kind of like a sit back and wait. Uh, it's going to be different. This mm-hmm. is a different human being, but, um, see what you find, see how you respond to this difference. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Give it a give it a fair shot. Yeah, and you know, just see if your own heart responds with with that same authenticity. Like, does it does it provoke togetherness? Does it provoke um, mm. a a desire to experience the the us the the new thing that's happening? So that's um, beautiful. Yeah. So it's been uh, good, just experimenting, just trying, you know, yeah, to be present to someone so different. Yeah, it's really. I think um, Leocadia and I talk about that as well, like being present in differences with people Um, because I think both of us are currently dating people who we would never have thought we would be dating, whether that's, you could insert literally anything and be like, oh yeah, like that's, that's not the type of person to be dating. But we know, like you bring out goodness in her and that's beautiful and I love seeing that. Um, And she definitely likes to talk about you on our podcast, so there's that. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm really grateful for your time. We're going to be late to our reservations. It's great because the restaurant's ten minutes away. <laughs> but you, the listener, are worth it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was good to join and just uh, yeah. enter into this this thing, this project that y'all are doing, and, yeah. and think and share with you about authentic lives of people so yeah no that's awesome so yeah so this month we'll be talking about love and relationships and what that looks like so stay tuned um my name is marylena mariquin and you're listening to on her element podcast Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon until next time take your vitamins stay hydrated and be kind